free. All right, everyone, we are back. It is Monday, Monday, February the 8th, 2021. As I said this morning with the United feature this morning, it is the day after the Super Bowl in the USA. It should be probably a national holiday, but it apparently is not. Everyone is sleepy uh, and just like getting out of bed or in their brains right about now. Uh, so, but it's a huge Monday coming out of the weekend in the FAWSL, huge weekend, huge weekend. The WSL proved something this weekend. They proved that the little minnows, that everyone says, hey, the minnows don't do anything. They get killed by killed by these big clubs all the time. And then and it's there's no competition, there's no balance, everything else. I was blown out of the water yesterday. Blown out of the water. So argument about to be done. You got some really tough teams, and they came out and they uh, took, as someone said earlier, they took some scalps yesterday. But we're not, we're not here right now to talk about that. We're gonna, this is the Manchester City women's team feature for this week. They're coming off a huge must win. It was a huge must win. You had me talk about it on Thursday on the Arsenal feature. Huge must win for both teams in their drive to the title, in their drive towards WCL qualification and so forth. So it was big, big. City comes out on top. Guess what? Guess what the score was, y'all? Two, one. Again, I can. I, I want to give myself credit for predicting it, but apparently I was then informed later that 2-1 is the typical scoreline anyway. So... <laughs> I don't know. Recent uh, games, anyway. Yeah, it was so, it. It was spot on. <laughs> so I was like, you know, hey, I'm a rookie at this. I'm a rookie at this FAWSL stuff. So I was proud of myself uh, that it came out. It came out. The game went in my mind as as I thought it would. But I have the expert with me. Emma, the expert from Manchester City Women Fan Cast. She's here again to give us more in-depth knowledge and her expertise on the squad and how the game went. Emma, thank you again for coming on today. It's all right. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, but I, I, I'm going to speak to the Manchester City fans out there. How do you all feel? Amazing. <laughs> how do you all feel today? Huge Feel good. weekend. I yeah, mean, massive. So, um, so, what's your reaction to two one City over Arsenal? What's oh, your it, was, it was such a good game. Uh, again, Arsenal just fantastic opposition. Um, but I feel we had the better of Arsenal in that second half. We really mm -hmm. shown even you know when they equalised at one one that we were we were the only team that we were going to go on and win it. You know, we were just creating so much. We were so creative. We were just brilliant, really. Simply all I can say. Uh, so pleased to get the three points. It's really important in our season campaign. It really keeps us, you know, in touch and distance now at the top of the table uh, with the teams around us. So, yeah, really, really pleased. And it really sets us up well heading into Friday against United. And that's another that's another huge game coming up. But this this was the one that really sets the table. And I, I mentioned in our previous uh, previous we, uh, podcast video cast that we did that I felt that the previous two one win 
against Arsenal at home was sort of the impetus to the current run that the squad is under now. They're getting that late goal by Caroline Weir in, the, in stoppage time to, to come out with the three points. I think it's been like, you know, smoother sailing, things clicking, all that sort of fun stuff happening ever since. And, and, and I, I think, Emma, to be honest, and you tell me, what I saw was the best performance the city has had all year. Uh, or at least so far this season, uh, in terms of their crispness, their defending, their passing, their energy level, their clinical surgical. We've, we played that out over and over again, but even against a much tougher opponent, I think this was the best I've seen them play. What do you think? Yeah, I would probably agree with that. I think um, obviously similar sort of game in terms of the the game earlier in the season against Arsenal as well but I think this one just shown that you know we really are starting to become a more cohesive side you know Mm -hmm. we're really starting to have that understanding uh you know within the team uh with teammates and reading the game really well as well so I think everything feels as though it's it's really starting to come together on the pitch I think you know, that time that Gareth has had with the squad, you know, the the input and, you know, the things that he's implemented within the team as well, it's really starting to pay dividends as well, you know, with the results. So, yeah, just just really happy. I just hope we can keep this momentum now because it's a big half of the season now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've shown that, you you know, we can compete. You know, people might have doubted us at the you know beginning of the season, given the result you know we did have that went against us, where we weren't perhaps able to pick up the points where people thought I might have been able to go out and get wins. And you know, we've just had to settle for a draw with just you know the point, which has um, had a bit of an impact on on our season standing. So yeah, really really happy. Can't uh, fault the players. I think a really good account of themselves and you know it was a bit of a different type of game in terms of you know that possession that possession based mm-hmm. football that we're so used to that we've seen over the last few games you know we didn't have as much as the ball so it was it was fantastic that we were still able to create those opportunities and um, get the reward for them in the end as well and that was from the very opening uh it was very clear from the very opening that that the the gunners were not going to allow or attempt to allow City to really build up from the back, build up on play and go down and play the possession kind of football that they normally play. As you said, it was very clear from the open that they were gonna also press high. They were all gonna also press in, in key points at key moments. Uh, and you know they were gonna try to kind of give a little bit of dose of, of City's own medicine a little bit in terms of the high pressing and so forth. So they would not be able to build up and be as creative. However, in my mind, it didn't stop them. Uh, I mean, they again, they didn't have as much of the ball, but when they did have the ball, then they seemed to continue to be more creative, uh, you know, and be able, and when they pressed City themselves to get the ball back when they needed to, they were able to do so. One of the key parts in it, that I hope that people noticed in City's defense against Arsenal, and I spoke at length about the the um, the how the numbers stacked up as far as Arsenal's offense was concerned, and a lot of it again was against some of the lower <coughs> table teams, uh, and not so much against the the top three or four teams. 
But one of the things that you, everyone should notice about City's defense is very different than like your high press kind of gig and pressing type of defenses is the fact that they will City will press high. They'll play high on the pitch. And they and what the goal there is to basically force mistakes, force errors, be able to quickly get the ball back in the first third of the field in front of the, of the opponent's goal. Now, however, if an Arsenal did this, if Arsenal was able uh, were able to break through the initial press, they went from a four three from a four three three formation into essentially a four five one or five four one formation and pulled back and didn't press as much in the middle to create a situation where Arsenal would then have to break them down. And that's where Arsenal ran into trouble is if they didn't get caught. If Arsenal didn't get caught with the press, they got caught in trying to break city down. Is that how you saw it from a defensive side? Yeah. I mean, I think, the transitions were were really impressive, actually, because I think we see more of it in this game in particular than we probably have again and seen in previous sort of encounter opposition. Opposition, sorry. So, yeah, I was really impressed. I think as well, you know, we we saw a lot of players switching as well, uh, switching mm-hmm. sides, and right. there was a lot of movement around as well. And I I, I really enjoyed it. I thought tactically, I thought it was a bit of a masterclass. To be fair, it, really was. I, honestly, it was yeah. really good. It was. I mean, it truly was. Um, it, it truly was a, an absolute. I mean, you saw it everywhere on the pitch. That I mean, it was like basically the tactics were spot on, perfect in terms of how you're going to play Arsenal. And the players did very, very well in in um, implementing the plan and, and pulling it off. I mean, it's one thing to have their tactics right, which they did. It's one thing to then implement the, the, those tactics perfectly yeah. and having the players, the players to do so. Yeah. And, and so, like the, you just mentioned about the possession, Arsenal had 53% possession that, in the match. Yeah, they had more you know, possession. They had 526 passes versus 463 they had more passes more completed passes higher passing accuracy uh than city did when was the last time anyone saw a city team not be way ahead in those categories but it didn't matter the way the tactics played itself out it was like okay yeah fine we'll let you have the ball if we'll try to press you to get the ball away from you if that doesn't work we'll pull up We'll pull back and build a wall and then see if you can break us down and it's for the exception of the one time the one time where that wall didn't hold in the second half and they got the, got the goal, goal mm-hmm. it was, they couldn't be broken yeah. down and the, and and the we chances were, became minimal. Yeah, and we were completely out of shape how it mm-hmm. came as well. And right. it just caught yeah. us, you know, and it, it was a good finish, to be fair, by Ford, you know. Um, oh, absolutely, she yeah. A, yeah, she had a lot of the ball and she was able to, you know, take her time and, you know, pick a spot and she did really well. XG for Manchester City was 1.9 and got two goals, so well done. But holding Arsenal, the great Arsenal offense, to an XG of 0.8. just didn't have that many chances. And so one of the things I mentioned on Thursday was I was very confident in Manchester City's defense against that offense. I was very confident. And I think it really held true, except for that, like that one time where they got, where they got the goal, um, they held they held their shape, except for that 
one time, as I mentioned. Um, so it was an excellent performance. Um, so Ellen White, tell me about her. Tell us about Ellen White. I thought Ellen had a fantastic game. That Ellen White um, had like a classic Ellen White game <laughs> that we normally okay. not see, seen her play for okay. a while. You know what right. I mean? I think when, when everyone thinks of Ellen White, they sort of think of the, you know, the central attacker that, you know, she played uh, mm -hmm. in that role mm -hmm. uh, on Sunday. And it was, you know, fantastic to see. Absolute poacher. First time finish. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was a great goal. I, I keep, we, <laughs> and whenever I see it back and hear it hit the woodwork and mm -hmm. then bounce into the goal, I just love that sound. And uh, yeah, I mean, for me, she was fantastic. She was all over the field. Um, you know, she was pressing high. She was pressuring their goalkeeper, uh, defensive, uh, defensive as well. So yeah, really, really you know and she she dropped back as well defensively when we needed help so you know I, I there was one tackle she did I think in the first half <laughs> fantastic right. she she just came out of nowhere I don't even know who it was on to be honest but um just again just shows her quality her experience and how well she can read the game as well but uh for me um the best of what we've seen of Ellen White this season and hopefully more to come yeah I mean she got um yeah, she got physical in there. <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, did. she got physical yeah. in there. Uh, yeah. And I was and that's, like, and that's okay. the kind of, yeah, that's the type of, uh, you know, that's, you know, she's known for that kind of thing. We've not seen that much of that sort of role from Ellen this season so far. But, you know, she's been saying how much she's been working with hemp and, mm -hmm. and Kelly and training. And I, I think that's really starting to pay off now, you know they're reading each other and understanding each other positioning and, and all that kind of thing. And I, I think it's really starting to come off for Ellen. So hoping that, uh, you know, come Friday, she can be contributing the goals again. So on the defensive end, I mean, uh, on defensive end to 27 pressures, 10 of them successful, 37%, which for a central, central offensive player is excellent. 13 of which were in the middle third of pitch and 12 were in the attacking third. So the attacking end, she's pressuring, as you just mentioned, uh, you know, had two interceptions, also had five passes blocked, you know, where she blocked five of the other teams. And that led the entire squad. She led the squad in, in, blocked, in blocked passes. So she contributed on both ends uh, of the pitch. And so I don't know, it, before I get to the, my, my, the next person I want to talk about, but that that goal I had to replay it like seven times. I yeah, had to replay. That was the. I mean, I was like, is this the goal of the season? I mean, because it was like, I was like, did she no look that? Did she not even look at where I she was? I think she actually did have her eyes closed when she hit it. Her thing. head was turned. <laughs> and she just one timed it into you know, and it hit off the wood, you know, and down. And then I think she was completely shocked that it worked at first. And she, yeah. but then she was like, you know, put her arms out. Yeah. yeah, look at what I just did. Yeah. And that's it. That's what we know Ellen White can do. You know, that's right. where her experience comes in. You know, she knows where the goal is. And that's a first class, first, you know, absolutely first time finish. An absolutely beautiful finish as well and definitely contended for goal of the season because technically it was just such a fantastic goal as well. 
you know how I am about this statistic called, called shot creating actions, all right? That's part of the buildup of play. And so let me talk about Chloe Kelly. Tell me about, tell us about her performance from, from your standpoint yesterday, setting people up, setting the stage for these, yeah. uh, these things to happen. So I think Chloe, again, <laughs> it's unbelievable how progressive she is as a player. Um, you know, find myself talking about her every single week, every game mm-hmm. we play. You know, she's always right. one of the standout players. She's so involved with everything we do. Um, and again, that's shown at the weekend, um, two assists, was it, Chloe mm-hmm. Kelly? So yep. involved in both goals. Um fantastic you know and a lot of our shot creating opportunities as well I think she had a couple of shots herself so yeah I think she's fantastic like what she's brought to this city squad is just unbelievable and I think it's probably beyond what anybody kind of I kind of think Chloe Kelly in terms of signing Mm -hmm. was a little bit maybe underrated I think it was overshadowed by probably newest and Mm -hmm. the squad as well so I believe so I believe that's absolutely true I think you know I just think she's been fantastic certainly a contender for player of the season Mm -hmm. she continues the way she's going and she's been a massive contributor to this team this season Um, and I'm so excited by what she can bring because she's so young as well there's still time Mm -hmm. you know time for her to grow to develop you know, and I think that's really exciting and exciting prospects as well. Yeah, two, uh, you're absolutely right. Two assists, broke them brilliant. I mean, well-placed balls, technically yeah. incredibly crisp and sound. Um, and four, uh, she and Lauren Hemp got both each had four shot creating actions, but it was Chloe he had two goal creating actions, which because of those assists. Uh, so forth. So I think she was named player of the match, if I'm correct. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Um, and, and it was, I mean, it, it probably had to be 50 50 between her and, and, uh, and um, on white uh, at the end, uh, we started leaning towards white, you know, um, but then, but the second goal, I mean, a second goal by Lauren with the header just flying through the air yeah that was like that was a pretty incredible goal too right yeah and we've seen that you know we've seen that you know Lauren score them this season already you know similar kind of play so yeah just a really good finish again again really strong header powerful you know right position you know read the game really well um just brilliant Adulation of when that hit the back of the net, incredible. I think that was felt probably throughout the whole of Manchester, mm-hmm. <laughs> apart right. from the red end, obviously. Right, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think at that point, people, you know, there was like a groan from that the other side of Manchester yeah. at that when that happened, um, and so forth. Was there anyone else that stood out for you, Emma, in terms of their performance on a positive level, on a positive basis? Yeah, I think. Uh, obviously Lauren Hemp again you know the 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 wingers again you know just mm-hmm. the, the creative opportunities that we've had and the joy we've had through Chloe Kelly just really impressed me once again um it seems to be like just bigging them up every single week but just so impressed with how well they're doing um bronze had a really good game as well um to be honest again she was you know 
really wanting to get stuck in, you know, trying to win the ball, you know, when the Arsenal got it, you know, she was pushing up quite high, uh, which is always great to see. I think she had a, a couple of opportunities herself in the box at one point with just a bit true. of a scramble, but just, yeah, just couldn't find the back of the net, unfortunately. But yeah, there was some really sort of edgy, you see, kind of moments in that game. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was really impressed by, you know, everyone that, you know, really put a shift in and, you know, the work weight was really good. Um, you know, I can't be anything than happy with obviously what we've seen given the result and how big it means and the magnitude of it really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Lucy was all over the pitch. I mean, she was just all over the, the numbers tell you where, where you know, she was in the attacking end, the middle end, the defending end. But one of the, one of the big stats for her yesterday was these 12 successful out of 17 pressures uh, of getting the ball away from the opponents at a 70% clip, 71% clip, uh, you know, and her and Abby both were over 70% in, in uh, successful pressures, which basically means that player pressured the player with the ball and eventually that ball was lost you know, and given back to City at the end. But but Lucy had eight of those pressures in the middle third, six of them in the in the defensive third, and three of them in the attacking third all over the place. Um, but also she also had three tackles to go along with that, um, two of them which were in, the, in that um, middle third. A player that I don't think, Emma, we've talked about before is um, – uh, or maybe, uh, you know, I'm old these days. My brain is like cottage cheese sometimes. I have no clue. You know, I've been living in Georgia way, way, way too long. And so the sun's <laughs> gotten to me. But I, I, have we talked about Ellie Roebuck before? I think uh, we I have. We might we have. We probably but, mentioned it, to be honest. But as involved with the game. Do. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about not, her. Uh, she's 21 years old. A very, quite young player. Uh, how... How she, you know, absolutely not at fault for the goal that was given up at all. Uh, that was a quality, quality strike uh, there by Ford. Um, but how, how has Ellie done this year? How has she done over the season so far? What do you think about her? Yeah, Ellie, Ellie's fantastic. I mean, she's just signed a, you know, three-year deal with the club. So she's sort of committed herself to the club, which is always mm-hmm. great to see, yeah. you know, young keeper as well. And I think she's got a really bright future ahead of her in, on an international level as well. So yeah, really exciting. She's certainly one of the best keepers in the WSL at the moment. You know, she's on top of a game and I think last season, I think Ellie came into fruition um, really through the absence of Karen Barsley because she was out injured um, and she really cemented herself as, you know, number one, basically, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, given Karen Barsley and her status and how long she's been at the club, you know, is, you know, I, I think quite a big, big role, big, few, you know, big gloves to step into basically, right, uh, you know, right. KB's, you know, well-loved, well-liked and, you know, she's, a, you know, tall, strong keeper. So yeah, Ellie, it's been fantastic. You know, she's just come into the squad and, and really shown her worth. And she's really come leaps and bounds, really, in terms of her development. And um, I think, yeah, it, it's it's great to see. You know, she's been at the mm-hmm. club for a long time. So to see that progression from, you know, youth right through to sort of the senior team and, and now a regular starter in the, in the squad is, is really pleasing. I think... 
like I said, to see her sign that long um, three-year contract was really pleasing for a lot of fans. Um, and yeah, I think she's been really impressive. You know, she's, she's still got a bit to learn, I think, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, she's she's a fantastic goalkeeper. And like I said, definitely one, you know, for the future, you know, in terms of like international level and, and that number one sort of shirt. So um, I know I, I always bring this up and, and sometimes in the, in the great wins and, and the uh, the uh, Roland wins that that city has had had it's kind of hard to find one or two players that have had had a, a less than expected <laughs> performance. But was there anyone that that had a a, a difficult time of it yesterday? Uh, I don't I don't think she had a <laughs> difficult time, but I'm very surprised Georgia Stanway ended up staying on the pitch. To be fair, mm-hmm. um, she okay. was. I don't know if it was part of the game plan. It probably was because it's Georgia and she's a little bit known for it. But uh, yeah, she was drawing quite a few fouls. Uh, I, perhaps if I was on the other side, you know, supporting the opposition, I'd be like, whoa, have you got away with that one? But right, yeah, um, that was probably the only thing. She just it sort of needs to, to rein it in a little bit. But I think it was more part of our plan to sort of mm-hmm. slow, mm-hmm. you know, slow Arsenal down really. So it's, you know, you could look at it positively, but Arsenal won't be probably looking at it in a positive I, way as well. Emma, I, I, let, me, let me just say, Emma, I've heard some complaints. Have you? <laughs> I heard, I've heard some complaints about, about, about her uh, yesterday uh, and um, from rival fans uh, and Arsenal people. Um, that doesn't you know, surprise that, me. You know, see on, uh, if I've seen my timeline and social media, uh, some comments, particularly from the red side of town, were like, what, uh, what, you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, I'm not sure that meant you know, and, and I think you're right. I think there it was a plan. Uh, I think it was a it was a tactical shift. Realizing, I think Gareth knew what was coming, um, made a shift and said, "Hey, we're going to have to play this one a little bit tighter. We're going to have to play this one a little bit more physical than we we usually do." Um, and it worked out. I mean, the team had the club definitely has the players to do it, uh, and um, and I, I think it was. Uh, certainly a masterstroke, you know, from a tactical standpoint. Um, and when you have the players that are able to pull it off, you come up with a win. So speaking of the red side of town, we got to talk about what's coming up. We got to talk about the end of the week, Friday, uh, with the international break coming up. So this, the schedule gets pushed up a little bit. And so instead of it being on the weekend, it's now coming in at the mid end of the week. So United City, Derby, what does it mean? What do, what do derbies mean for city fans? Um, bragging rights. Yeah, <laughs> derby's a big deal in Manchester. You know, it's mm-hmm. one of the most iconic fixtures on any football calendar. So yeah, it's a bit. Uh, there's a bit riding on it. I think you know, regardless if you if you're playing for anything or nothing at all, you want to win. It's the derby. That's it. Simple. <laughs> it's a very straightforward <laughs> right down and you know, right down the middle. Uh, you know, and has that has that uh when I spoke with Mark with the Barmy Army, which is in the, the podcast video cast I did early, uh, earlier today, y'all. You can check that out too. Uh if you're if you're interested or you're a United fan or or, or just want to see it and you're a neutral in general. What, what one of the things he was saying was that the derby has, you know, is so significant, so ingrained, so deep that 
it filter. He was saying, you know, uh, you go to the women's side, men's side, U23s, U9s. Yeah, U2s, it don't matter. It don't matter. It's, it is what it is. And so in your line, Emma, you know, uh, has the, the rivalry, has the derby been translated and, and come to the women's game in this respect, in this context? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I don't think it's quite there like mm-hmm. it is with the men's team mm-hmm. uh i th- i think between um let's say hardcore women's fans that you sure. know are followers right. of both men and women's yes uh but i don't i don't nece- necessarily think that transcends through all of the the fans that watch the women's game as such mm-hmm. yeah and i i get that sense that it's not it's not quite all together uh there yet and I think part of that, though, is history. Part of that is the year, you know, the the time frames. Because I mean, you're talking about on the men's side, you're talking about a a, a rivalry that's gone on for decades and decades and decades, and so forth. Um, and, and so I think it, it's different when it's like, okay, it's been, you know, it's yeah, you still have the badge, and the badge means everything. But you know, but it's only been like you know, third year of existence for United in this in this form for the the women's squad. Um, city's been around obviously a, a bit much longer, um, so it's not as historically culturally ingrained yet. But it certainly could be, uh, particularly yeah, if, both, if both teams, particularly if both teams are successful. Uh, if United continues on the trajectory that they're on, uh, and City continues to to do what, what they do uh, best, uh, then the the rivalry is not just going to be about bragging rights for Manchester it's going to be about bragging rights in the WSL it's going to be yeah. you know who's going to get a you know a Champions League spot who might lift the trophy at the end it could be and for this season y'all I, let me just let me stop here y'all if you want a title race okay you want a title race in 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 England you have it in the FAWSL okay now I know Emma. Emma, you you, you city full blown. You you cheer. For, I'm, I'm, I imagine you cheer for every city team imaginable. So you fully realize that it looks like City's going to run with it, on, run away with it on the men's side. At least that's how it looks right now. Um, I mean, they are stone cold, just running running through it, right? But so I I really think on the men's side, City's going to run away with it. But on the women's side, you got three teams together but separated by two points three teams two points okay and they're all playing against each other so not only we have a manchester derby coming up we have a competition between who isn't currently you know essentially tied on points in first and who is sitting in third 32 points 30 points so it's a big game from that respect as far as you know who's going to be able to lift the trophy in the end so it's a big deal what do you expect will happen What's gonna? What do you expect in the derby coming up? Um, well, I was just just a bit more on that. What I was gonna say is, I think with the women's game, uh, the you know that Manchester derby feeling is beginning to translate through to the mm-hmm. women's team because I think right. games like Friday, you know, it's not just United versus City; it's now become a big game you know mm-hmm. that big game mentality right. now you know mm-hmm. united 
are also in that fight for the top of the table, you know, and they believe that they can, you know, that they they belong there and they're Mm going to want to come out and get a result against us. And I think that makes it, you know, more enticing for for football fans to get behind it and and actually jump on board with a whole derby kind of vibe. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm trying to, I mean, I'm trying to draw the neutral in because I mean, United fans are going to watch it. City fans are going to watch it, but the neutral really should watch it because it's, it's, it's going to be a big game. It's going to be some, it's going to be some energy involved in it. The style of play on both sides uh, are are fairly similar. There are some key differences, however, but you know, you have uh, both managers relying also on defense uh, in order to, you know, to hold teams, uh, you know, at bay. Um, I mean, it's, it, there's so many different storylines that, you know what, y'all, Manchester's burning, which we still need to change the darn name of this thing, but still haven't gotten a good one out there. I'm giving out a gift card for that, but um, we'll talk about that late at the end. But, um, but it really deserves its own show just to even like look at all the different storylines that are in place for, yeah. for that Derby coming up. And, and that's it, like, we're still writing the history you know, because we've, we've had a derby, the first derby, first, you know, professional derby was, you know, uh, last season, it was hosted at the Mm -hmm. SEHAS stadium, it was the opening weekend Mm -hmm. of the WSL, 30 30 plus thousand fans, it was an incredible attendance, and, um, you know, City won that game, 1-0, but it doesn't really count for anything, well, it does, because it was like a really big crowd. <laughs> but, yeah. it does. <laughs> but, you know, it, and it will always be remembered because it was the first professional derby. Mm-hmm. Right. But these games on Friday, these are the games that we're playing for because there's so much rising on it. And these, this is what we've always wanted. You know, United are now a professional outfit. You know, they're on the, you know, they're on the, mm-hmm. you know, on the rise, to, you know, following this trajectory, like you say. And, you know, perhaps they are there and it, perhaps it has taken by people by surprise, but they're there and they're going to believe that they can go out and get a result. And this is why this is going to be proud. If this was in the stadium, if this was at the Academy Stadium, it could have well been a sellout. And it's just a mm-hmm. shame that obviously fans can't be there mm-hmm. to it watch is. it. Absolutely. But, you know, hopefully people will tune in, you mm-hmm. know, and watch, you know, like you said, maybe even a neutral fan because it's a derby mm-hmm. and start translating that these games are going to be big games. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is uh, certainly huge. Um, so I'm going to put you on the spot. We'll talk, we can talk about, uh, you know, I'm going to put you on the spot. What's your scoreline prediction? Friday. Friday. Yeah. Ooh, uh, City 3-1. 3-1. Bold. I got to give it to you. We're at home. We're at home. It's bold. Uh, yeah. Going going to LSV difficult mm-hmm. for us, but this is the first Manchester derby that we are genuinely playing on home soil. Mm-hmm. True, um, true. You know we've we've played at the Etihad, um, but we're playing at the Academy, and we've got really good form at the Academy. I think, I think ironically, I think the last game in the WSL we lost uh, against Reading two 0 so if, mm-hmm. if if United want to draw on a bit of irony, uh, there's your irony. I think that was like 2018. Mm-hmm. So 
um, yeah, I, I, you know, we've got really good home form in the WSL and we'll want to maintain that and draw on that as well heading into mm -hmm. this game. United obviously will be looking to bounce back from the weekend, um, you know, and they know uh, how big the magnitude of a, a good result at the Academy Stadium will be for them. But equally, you know, if, if we want to, you know, bridge that gap between United, uh, we want to pull away from Arsenal. And, you know, this is a really good opportunity to do so on Friday. Uh, it is a huge opportunity to do so on Friday and and uh, and to put as much distance from whoever's in fourth place. I mean, it's, it looks like Arsenal right now as far as the way the table looks. But uh, but yeah, uh, you know, taking advantage of the situation and, and, you know, the winner, if City were to win, they got 33 points. Um, so they're going to be at least second. We, we move over. End. Yeah, we move yeah, above be, United as well. Yeah, we jump in, you know, so it's. You know, as far as title aspirations go, solidifying a WCL slot goes, yeah, it, it doesn't get any bigger. And it's a derby, y'all. It's a derby. Yeah. Okay. If we if we don't if we don't like if we don't get a result against I'll say we've bottled it or something, you know what I mean? It's one of those. Mm -hmm. So okay. you know, we need to take advantage of mm -hmm. you know, not that you know you wanna, you know, Look at what other people, are, what other teams are doing around you. You know, you concentrate on the things that you can con control. You know, right. and you take each right. game as it comes. But you know, it it has helped. You know, the results mm -hmm. uh, this weekend, and you know, we need to take advantage of that now because this is the perfect opportunity to to really. Well, I mean, the you know, as I said before, the the idea that there is no competitive balance at all when within the WSL was shattered yesterday. Yeah, um, massively. I think um, I mean, of, so. of all the yeah of all the the weeks and you know years that I've been watching the women's football, literally this weekend has been the most exciting. And mm -hmm. not just at the top of the table. I'm talking right through the league, even mm -hmm. the bottom right. of the table. You know, right. Bristol, West Ham, massive, massive. Mm -hmm. um, really, some real sh shocking results in there, but. but great to see because i just think it does show how competitive if this league's becoming yeah, and that's it, what we want to see it, this weekend yesterday obviously yesterday in particular really caught people's eye over here in the u.s there were a lot of people like whoa what's happening what happened over there uh you know you had both top two teams lose you had one team at a 33 game on beaten street lose to yeah. you know a, a middle lower table team uh you had two teams in reading and and in um and brighton who 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 came out with a game plan and they were resolute in their game plan they were organized in their game plan and they shut those two teams down uh and so um you know, and and I thought it was the best day in the, in the league that I've seen. Where it's like, oh, someone can, you know. And I think uh, Emma Hayes, the manager of Chelsea, said it herself. She said, "If you don't turn up, you're gonna get, you know, you get, you're gonna get beat." I mean, that's not her exact quote, but uh, but she mentioned that after the match. If you're not ready for it now, you're gonna you you, you might you might end up losing, uh, and that's mm -hmm. what 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 proved out to be the case. Uh, and so it's not, you can't just easily say, oh yeah, well, City's going to win or United's going to win 3-1 or, or even Chelsea is going to win. You know, you just don't know. That's why you got to play the games out and the competition is there. Reading is a, for, is a experienced, older squad in a good way. 
um, you know, and they played their game plan and played it very well, um, for example, uh, and Brighton the same way. Uh, they did the same thing. So um, brilliant stuff, brilliant. So, all right, Emma, thank you so much for coming on again. Um, it's always a great time uh, when you're on, great knowledge. I love the bold 3-1 prediction. I love <laughs> it. Like, that's great. Yeah, and it, um, and, uh, and so that's awesome. Thank you so much and, and look forward to having you back sometime very, very soon. And so forth. So then for everyone, y'all, from the red clay, from the flag in the ground, I am currently losing my voice as I speak. I have been talking nonstop for almost 14 hours and I'm beginning to lose my voice. But hey, this podcast keeps on going. I want to remind you all, please follow Manchester is Burning on Twitter. If you want to enter the prize, $50 Amazon gift card and an opportunity to come on this show to chat about your club, please DM me, reply to the tweets about the prize as soon as possible. We're running out of time. And also, y'all, do not put in the word Barclays in your submission. My lawyers don't like it. They don't want it. We're not sponsored by them. We would love to. Anyone from Barclays, please call me. I'd love to be sponsored by you, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Don't put it in there. My lawyers don't like it. So put in your submissions as soon as you can and so forth. For today, we got to close this thing out. All right. So remember, y'all, the light is out there. Feel the light. Know the light's out there. Acknowledge it. Know it's there. Let it become part of you. Also, as we talked about, you know, in the previous podcast, too, the darkness is out there. We've seen it happen. We've seen it on social media. We see it everywhere, but we have to acknowledge it. But that does not mean we let it hug us. If it does, though, if it hugs you, please get out, get support, reach out, help yourself, care for yourself, care for each other. Manchester's burning is going to be out for today. We see you down the connector sometime soon.